Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Well, in the headlines today... There is a lot more of uh, censorship and businesses getting kicked off of platforms and Trump getting uh, uh, denied banking uh, uh, privileges at certain banks. Um, And I think a lot of people are asking, how did we get here and what should we do as Christians? You know, and uh, so I I know we're going to that's pretty much the theme of what we're talking about this week. But I was just thinking that uh, you know, well, we, thinking is a dangerous thing. It is know? nowadays. Yeah, I was just thinking that we got here um, not overnight. You know, the the battle that some people want to fight now was lost. You know, sixty years ago, but it was started way longer ago than that. And you know, you were talking, uh, you've been talking about what God told the Israelites as they went into Babylon for seventy years of um, exile, about uh, living in the land and having families and uh, growing your garden. And I think we need to um, start thinking along those lines as well. Start thinking about locally how we can cultivate a, a spirit of of God, a, a Christian spirit where we are at locally and how we can pass that on to the next generation. Because it's going to take 70 years or so before we get to a place where it looks like what we think of when we think of America. Well, it's I don't did you read the articles of impeachment at all uh, that they introduced uh, they introduced them today I believe um, but the, the so you can read the article that basically it says that um, in the article it mentions the phone call he made to the Georgia Secretary of State hmm. uh, were employing him to find something short of 12,000 votes in the swing uh, to swing the election. Uh, It accuses uh, Donald John Trump of having engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States in that on January 6, 2021, pursuant to the 12th Amendment, the Vice President, the House of Representatives, the Senate met at the United States Capitol for a joint session to count the votes of the Electoral College. In the months preceding, this is what it says in the article, President Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud and should not be accepted by the American people or certified by state and federal officials. Shortly before uh, the joint session, he addressed a crowd at the Ellipse and he reiterated these false claims that we won this election, we won it by a landslide. He also willfully said, uh, he also made statements that in context encouraged him foreseeably, uh, foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol. And this is quoting from the president. Well, 
No. Uh, he says this, uh, the, thus incited by President Trump, members of the crowd that he addressed in an attempt to interfere with the joint session solemn constitutional duty unlawfully breached and vandalized the Capitol, injured and killed law enforcement personnel, menaced members of Congress, the vice president and congressional personnel, and engaged in other violent, deadly, destructive, and seditious acts. Now, the word sedition is used there, and pretty much, if you look at the definition of uh, sedition, it It means taking action, trying to prevent the United States government from accomplishing its constitutional purpose. Um, Well, that's what the Democrats said in this article, because it was Democrats that Mm -hmm. put this forward. They have been looking at the law, trying to figure out how they could frame the language in in order to successfully impeach him, because he would be the first president ever to be impeached twice. Yeah. Um, uh, but when you look at what's going on and light of everything, you know, we have reached a tipping point in our country where people have been kicked off of Facebook. People have been kicked off of Twitter for merely stating things that they really believe that, mm-hmm. uh, it was supposed to be Twitter and Facebook when they came on the scene, I think in the early two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be a bulletin board, yeah, a free exchange of ideas. That's why those two organizations uh, received 230 protected status from lawsuits because you couldn't attribute. Let's say I said, you know, Taylor's a thief. Uh, Taylor is uh, evil. He's killed people, and I made all these false statements. You couldn't then go to Twitter and sue Twitter because they're just a bulletin board. But mm-hmm. now they have moved way beyond being a bulletin board. They editor- editorialize not just a lot of things. They squelch opinions they don't like. It's absolutely political what both Twitter and Fa- Facebook came out today and said, you can't post Stop the Steal. If you post Stop the Steal, they're going to remove it from your post. I mean, you you can't put that out there. They banned a a company that was advertising uh, free and proud in America or, or mm-hmm. T-shirts about patriotism. Yep. Patriot Me, I think. Is what yeah, Patriot Me. So they have moved way beyond. And if you are out there as a believer and maybe for some, you know, my wife was telling me about somebody on one of her boards uh, that she she's in different adoption groups. Mm. And this person basically said that if you uh, espouse that Donald Trump uh, was won the election, you're a racist. Hmm. I mean, you're a racist for saying that. How, how, how does that equate to being a racist when you legitimately may believe something? I'm not saying he did or didn't, but that has nothing to do with racism. That has to do with you believing something was wrong with the electoral process in the country. And, and we've we've lumped a lot of this stuff together because some people believe that they get more leverage and traction out of that. Mm-hmm. So they lump it all in there together. And so all these 
companies are virtue signaling and they're saying, well, we better jump on board because we don't want to lose business because the banks, it's about money. Mm -hmm. It's about money. And, and so it's uh, whether it's a bank or Marriott or whoever it is, it's about money and they don't want to be on the wrong end because it's going to cost them in the pocketbook. So as believers, what do we do? Well, we're not motivated by money. We're motivated by truth. We're motivated by love and love and truth together. And so we can speak the truth. It's so if, if you have an opinion that you think the election was fraudulent and you don't think Trump won, you should be able to say that. That has nothing to do with what happened in D.C. What happened in D.C. was lawless. They mm-hmm. took it and maybe they used that or maybe they believed that. But that's like saying that everyone who believes that there may be problems with uh, ethnic prejudice in our country uh, incited the riots. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that everybody believes that is a part of the problem of the riots. Mm -hmm. That's just but you notice when the riots were going on and people were saying we need to tear it down, burn it down. They were allowing that stuff to go out Mm -hmm. and nobody's censoring that and so it, we we have a real problem with hypocrisy with our leaders our political leaders not for one moment not for one moment do i believe that any person on the democratic side of the aisle who is voting for these articles of impeachment really believes that donald trump incited those people that were in there if you look at the people that were in there that was not an illustration of his mainstream base. Mm-hmm. They may have been fringers, but I don't believe, and I I think that some of them were even plants. Me personally, mm-hmm. looking at some of the people, some of them were in that QAnon fringe, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But I I mean that's that's like saying that all people that you know want to protest against police violence where police we've had some corrupt police officers acting independently of the majority of them out there that uh you lump them in with antifa Mm -hmm. which is clearly a violent organization so i just think as believers we pray for our leaders we pray for our country and if you are a person that doesn't like donald trump you don't like what he does have you prayed for him have you prayed for him because you're commanded to pray for him because he's your president. He's your leader. The lead, And you go, he's not my president. Well, he is, according to the election of 2016, mm-hmm. and he's still not out of office. In the same way that we prayed for President Obama and uh, President Clinton, President Bush, we pray for him. So as believers, we pray for our leaders, and we seek to be people of the Most High God and seek the peace of our country. So. All right, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. 
We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. Will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? That is Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we have been talking about the news of the day as we do uh, every first segment of the program. Uh, And so, yeah, we were talking about just a little bit about the double standard that you see and also some of the frightening things that are uh, happening in our culture right now as far as people being deplatformed businesses not being able to do business uh, at certain places and uh, speech being censored. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are upset right now because of people inherently don't like double standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, when there's double standards, people get upset. And uh, when you're talking about right now, uh, the administration that's coming in on January 20th saying that they want unity mm. and we need healing. Well, the best way to do that is say, you know what? Let's move forward. And, and, and why, why are you going to bring up articles of impeachment when he's going out of office? Mm. It, it is not going to serve any purpose unless it's political and it is purely political. Because if you look at what happened on Twitter and all the things that have happened, how they squelched information about Hunter Biden, how they squelched information against the dossier. Remember that? Mm-hmm. All the Russian hoax and how they promoted that on mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook. But if you were against it, it's all the same stuff. Facebook and Twitter they need to be either regulated like everybody else. Or they need to go, mm. uh, and and some, we're going to see some different platforms come out. I believe in the next six months that will. And the problem is, look at Parler. Mm-hmm. Parler was rivaling Twitter, and now, of course, it wasn't there, but it it was being valued at half a billion dollars. Mm. I didn't know it was that high. Yes, mm. and they squelched it overnight. Why? Because Amazon. Twitter and Facebook got together and Google and said, we can't have this because mm-hmm. it's a dissenting from where they are. That's censorship. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have censorship, you're going to lead into the next step of socialism. And the next step is going to be taking away. Well, look what they've done with shutting down churches with COVID. 
you can't meet. You can go into a Walmart or you can go into a Target with hundreds of people, but you can't meet in a church. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm just saying that there's not real things out there with COVID. Like I said, my parents have had it. My my cousin's husband died from it. Mm-hmm. So it is real. Mm-hmm. But the mortality rate is still less than half a percent. And if you look at the flu in the past or all these other, there's there's been other things that were worse. Mm-hmm. And why is it that the government shuts down churches but let strip clubs go in some parts of the mm-hmm. country? So anyway, I think we got a caller. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, Don? Hi. How you guys doing? Is hey. it Don? Is that right? Yes. Hey, where are you uh, calling from? Where you, where are you calling from? Uh, St. Augustine. All right. Well, good, Don. Thanks for being on. Yeah. You know, there's so much to say, and you guys have said a lot of it, and it's true. Um, I almost feel like Jeremiah when he wrote Lamentations. You know, he was weeping over his city, and mm-hmm. I weep over this country, where where we've come from and, and where we have slowly, progressively de- devolved into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've kind of resigned myself to that, we're at the end of the age that Jesus spoke of. There's just the sins of this nation are so grotesque. You know, Franklin Graham made a statement similar to that, mm-hmm. that, you know, I think, in, in including all the other rights that are going to be trampled on, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're up, we're up, going to be up against religious persecution. We've already started with the COVID, mm-hmm. but it's just going to get worse. Yep. Um, Biden said he's going to institute the Equality Act, mm-hmm. which will force churches to hire homosexuals and i've got you know i got nothing against homosexuals you know they they're sinners just like me and you but when when we are forced to take people in um that's nothing but religious persecution Mm -hmm. um and so we need to get ready for that and and i'm not ready for it Mm. but when it comes hopefully i'll be able to stand strong you know they're calling for this um armed um protest and there's going to be provocateurs in mm-hmm. in in the midst of that yep. you know people that don't care about trump but they're going to carry trump flags mm-hmm. and then i'm i'm looking at disaster and it's going to be a pretest a pretext to taking away the second amendment mm-hmm. oh i think so too and I, I and i think that again you know there I, I don't i think it was in saul Alinsky's book um rules for radicals yeah never waste a good emergency or never something. let a crisis never, go never, to waste. yeah never let a crisis go to waste and if you can piggyback on it and use it to get your agenda across and you do that and people don't realize that's what happened down in venezuela look at venezuela and look at the history the first thing they did was start to censor speech and the right to assemble and the right to uh be able to have a free press and then it went to guns. They took their guns away. And when they took their guns away, the people were, were yeah. hosed because yeah. that was their right it's to defend themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, right. you know, one of the things that's come up, Don, and by the way, I certainly appreciate the call is okay. um, that, um, you know, people in this country believe that the right to free speech or the right to religion is a biblical <laughs> right. It's not a biblical right. It's a political right that our founding fathers instituted, and they claimed biblical basis for it. Mm-hmm. But if 
there's a lot of people who are believers in China, who are in Russia, who are in India, the Middle East. They don't have a right to freedom of speech. When they speak, if it's a, about the Bible, they can go to jail, and some of them are in jail. They can be killed, and some of them have been killed. And we, for a long time, have existed in a country where those rights have been protected by our government. But now, when our government is now, it's talking out of both sides of its mouth when it says, you've got the right to free speech, but then over here it says, but you can't say anything against homosexuality. That's hate speech. Mm-hmm. It's talking out both sides of their mouth. Yeah. And so where they're going, even though the homosexual community is a very, very small part of our country, it is wields a lot of power because the base of the Democratic Party and the platform there, that's what they want to espouse. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I listen. It, there, the thing is that there are people who are homosexual within the Republican Party, mm-hmm. but they're not the extremist homosexuals who want everybody to affirm their lifestyle. Yeah, and and as long as we are in existence here on SWAT Radio, we're going to affirm the biblical values that God put. We stand for God's word. His word is absolutely true, and it's absolutely unchanging. The principles are unchanging, that God created a man and a woman to live in a marriage together, reproduce the faith community. It's the base cell, and it was never intended for a man to be with a man or a woman with a woman in marriage. Mm -hmm. That was not God's design. It never has been. It will never be. If somebody is telling you that, they are not speaking with biblical authority they're speaking from a worldly authority and the u.s government can codify it all they want and they may codify other things they may take away your guns they may make it illegal and then you're faced with a real dilemma Mm -hmm. because if the government says it's illegal to own a gun we are as believers ordered under the um, romans 13 you know to obey our leaders as much as it doesn't defend you know depend on uh, as much as it does if as long as it doesn't go against the bible and you know there's some real problems coming for our country as for us as believers i believe how are we going to be persecuted well the only way you get persecuted is when you have governments that are bad who don't believe in what god says in his word and uh so we have people up there in power now Nancy Pelosi calls herself a Christian. Mm. Show me, you know, show me in her legislation where he she really votes and acts like a believer. Because the Bible says that the fruit is going to reveal the tree. And whatever the fruit is, is what you're going to see in the tree. So I, I, I don't know how you can support a platform that codifies uh, sexual immorality and codifies killing of babies and codifies uh, transgender issues, all those things, and says this is the law of the land. We're going to protect this and say they have the right to do this. Um, I just think it's I think uh, it, it's an indicator of where we're going as a country. But um, Don, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate you being on here. 
And, uh, you know, just to kind of piggyback off, you know, you were talking about not being ready uh, for the persecution, and I hear you. I I feel that way as well. And um, the thing that I've been trying to implement in my life is to live not by lies, and uh, Mm -hmm. that comes from uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Mm -hmm. And there's a book with that title. Um, I can't remember the author's name, but it's a good book talking about Christians and what they did under um, communist persecution. Uh, So you might want to check that out. But um, start by that in in the little things, making sure that you don't compromise on the truth. Mm -hmm. And then in the big things, when those come about, uh, you'll be able to stand and and, uh, God hopefully will, um, uh, I I guess not hopefully, God will uh, empower you to do so. And really, we're, we're all weak and we're prone to sin and it's only through God's grace that we'll be able to stand firm uh, through the persecution anyway. Uh, but we have to have that mindset going in of I'm selling out for the truth. And uh, for me personally, that has become really evident and uh, kind of solidified in me over the, the course of the past few months. I've talked a little bit about it uh, in the past. So uh, that's just kind of my encouragement to you is now when the stakes aren't as high, to practice that living not by lies and, and being sold out for the truth so that you'll be prepared and ready when uh, the bigger persecution comes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the questions that has come up a lot, and I'm hoping we're going to get David Barton on this week to talk about it because he is a historian who's done a lot of work about the founding fathers. And But one of the questions that comes up a lot was, you know, when is it okay to revolt against a government? And again, this is not talking about last Wednesday. I'm talking about the American Revolution, Mm -hmm. because all the people that are saying you can't do this and you can't do that. What about Samuel Payne? What about the people that were a part of the American Revolution back then? If they would have just laid down, we wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. And they they talk about it. And when we come back, I want to pick up on that a little bit. And then we are going to get into, again, Ezra and today, Ezra 9. All right. So we will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Freedom Hymn by Austin French. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about the news of the day, and uh, we're going to get into talking a little bit about the American Revolution. And um, when is resistance justified and and to what degree uh, to a out-of-control state? Um, A a saying that uh, or a, a motto that Thomas Jefferson had that 
supposedly I think was came from Benjamin Franklin was rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Um, and then Jonathan Mayhew talked uh, in uh, gave gave sermons on Romans thirteen and how it's the constitution or it's the duty uh, it's the Christian's duty to stand up to uh, tyrants. So there's a robust um, thought process that the founders had that's all steeped in Christianity. But there's also other people who uh, didn't feel the same way even at the time, like the Quakers, like we talked about before. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, just about the American Revolution and. And well, lessons there, that we can learn. Well, there's been an ongoing debate. Even to this day, there's people who are who love the Lord, who know his scriptures on both sides. Um, you know, but when you just look at Romans 13 on its face mm-hmm. uh, and you contextualize what was going on there, uh, it, it says um, that we submit to the governing authorities. And because they're God ordained, God put them in place and resisting that earthly authority is the same as resisting God. And because rulers are a deterrent to evil and uh, a ruler is God's servant, bringing retribution to the wrongdoer. And so Christians should submit to human authority, not only to avoid punishment, to maintain a clear conscience. Specifically, Christians should pay their taxes and pay their proper respect and to honor God's servant. Now, when Paul wrote this, Nero was ruling, mm-hmm. one of the most evil rulers of Roman history. And um, the early church followed those principles of Romans 13 uh, when Nero was there, when Claudius was there, Caligula. I mean, so you're talking some wicked, wicked guys, right? And there were there were no exceptions given, except with these guys, you do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you understand? I mean, there weren't in those days. There was no exceptions. Paul didn't say unless they're good. He said that's what he said in Scripture. So all we're talking about here is what the early church did. But um, Paul says he doesn't say be subject to the king unless he's oppressive. Mm-hmm. He made a clear statement in the scripture. So that's the plain teaching. Now, um, that's not to say that God approves everything that every leader does. And, you know, God's saying this is okay. This is a good thing. Um, and there's a lot of kings that God, you know, held accountable for the actions. In fact, I think very clearly of one king who used to cut off the toes and thumbs of the people he would conquer, and that king was thought uh, was caught, and the person that God used to apprehend him did that to him. Mm. And he said, you know, he made the statement about him doing that. So God, people don't get away with this stuff. And there's examples of Christians who practice civil disobedience in Scripture. Remember the midwives who, when Moses was, uh, they put Moses out there in a basket against Pharaoh's orders. Um, you know, and even the disciples told him, hey, it doesn't matter what you say. It only matters what God says. We're not going, we can't be silent. And we, you and I were talking about it on the break. Uh, Daniel, when Daniel was told not to pray, he didn't only pray, he opened his window so the world could see. So there was very clearly... So as a general rule, we obey our governmental authorities as a general rule. Um, but there is an exception when man's law, obeying that law, contradicts biblical law. And 
you know, when you think about Romans 13 in the context of the American Revolutionary War, uh, I think we we don't consider how the men who defended the U.S. against the tyranny of, of England were uh, wrestling over the issue. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they I said yesterday, I think, they waited two years. Mm-hmm. They they were having debates, and, and from a scriptural standpoint, it wasn't like they were debating on a natural realm. They were talking about whether this violated God's law or not. Mm-hmm. And so... When you look at that, they the 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 colonists did not see themselves as anti-government, but anti-tyranny, mm-hmm. and they really felt like that they were trying to bring order to the colonies, not chaos, not anarchy. What happened last week was not bringing order; mm-hmm. that was people bringing anarchy Mm -hmm. you could tell by the guys running out with pieces of furniture and guys standing up taking selfies and that did did that look like people that were really trying to engage with the congressman or engage Mm -hmm. no these people last week just went in there not i don't know about all of them but certainly some of them just to to create chaos chaos is never what god wants chaos is sin Mm mm-hmm God's ordered, and there are times that in the past people rise up to defend against tyranny. They drive up. We do it as, a, as that's how we justify war. Mm-hmm. In Vietnam, we justify war uh, in Korea and, uh, and, you know, going over into Germany, wherever. So, and, you know, the colonists felt like the king over in England actually was in violation of Scripture himself as a leader and he they thought it was their duty to resist him to protect the weak and vulnerable here because the redcoats were coming over and slaughtering people mm-hmm. and they said rebellion to tyrants is obedience to god and i think you quoted him right wasn't it mayhew is that who you said a while ago or would mm-hmm. you, yeah. yeah yeah so anyway they saw what happened is a defensive action in the same way if somebody broke in your home to hurt your wife, you would defend her. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they viewed the the war. Now, whether it's right or wrong, that was their viewpoint. Their hearts were to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just to get their way so their form of government would be in play. Right. As a whole, these men fasted and prayed, and they, they did not go into the dis decision lightly mm-hmm. is what i'm trying to say yeah i hear you, you know where, where we a lot of times we just we're gonna do the right thing and we're mm-hmm. gonna bust in there uh, you know the truth is you know most of these men who led this were men who were leaders in their churches and mm-hmm. men who a lot of them were who were leaders in their community but they loved god and i read that quote yesterday where it says you know they Christ is their king. Mm-hmm. That's who they, they viewed. So, um, you know, when they read First Peter 2, 13, where it says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority, and they saw the phrase, for the Lord's sake, as a condition for obedience. So the, the way they reasoned was they said, if the authority is unrighteous and the 
unrighteous laws are passed, then following them would not be a righteous thing. Mm-hmm. So you cannot obey a wicked law for the Lord's sake. That's what. That's how they reasoned. And I think it's it's a valid argument, and they made it. And I think our country has experienced a lot of God's favor because of their heart for the Lord back then. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they were perfect, um, but they also saw what Gideon did and Barak did. Barak, I mean, and Samson, the way they interacted, is they looked at how these heroes of the faith were overthrew oppressive Philistine governments and mm-hmm. Ammonite and uh, they, they saw those examples too. So the Patriots who fought against England were fully convinced that they were taking biblical truth and action when they did what they did. So I, I do believe that uh, sometimes they may have stretched Roman 13s or even first Peter. I, I don't know that I agree with their exegesis there, but I wasn't in their shoes, and mm-hmm. I I wasn't privy to all the information they knew. We look back basing what we think on the limited information we have now, and that's why you have the power of the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you, and you need to be in the Word as believers, praying for our leaders. These men prayed for the king. Mm-hmm. They prayed that he would relent. They prayed that he wouldn't do the things he did. But instead, that's what he did. So uh, I really believe in my heart of hearts that the patriots of the American Revolution acted in good faith, placing their faith in God, doing the things they did. And in the name of Christian freedom, that's what they did, the action they took. So um, God obviously brought about good. We've been the most blessed nation in the history of the world uh, with what we've accomplished in air travel technology and all that spawned out of that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not the ends justifies the means, but I certainly believe that, you know, if we are seeking God and if we are seeking his word, then I believe he will lead you how you are to respond. There's been times where, you know, even when I was an FBI agent, I had my drawn my gun drawn ready to shoot somebody that I did not shoot that I would have been justified to shoot. Mm. But I didn't feel the freedom to shoot. Mm. And I'm here. Yeah. And nobody else was hurt. Um that's the beauty of having the Holy Spirit in your life. And if you're walking with God and you're walking with him, the most important thing to me is not my personal freedom, but it's, am I doing what God wants me to do? Because if you look in scriptures, there were times that God told his people to do things that made no sense to the outside world. Yeah. So we have to ask that question. What does God ask of me in this situation? Yep. All right. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That was Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we were just talking about the founder's view of Romans 13 and, and how that is different or the same as uh, Doug's view on <laughs> Romans 13. Uh, you know, so. Uh, I, not necessarily <laughs> different. I just said that, you know, we, did, we don't know all the information that they had. You know, when you make a decision, Taylor, it's really easy for people outside of your mm-hmm. situation to make uh, a judgment. And I'm not saying that – I'm not talking about um, situational ethics here. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about, oh, is having all the information. Mm-hmm. And because, like, for instance, there are people who were at that rally up in D.C. because they legitimately believed – that there was fraud and they believed that Trump won the election and they believed that nothing was being done. They're not crazy kooks. They're not uh, people that want to storm the Capitol and do violent acts. They're just people who believed that something was wrong and they wanted to do everything they could to let their voices be heard to their congressmen and to their senators, and to their government, and make a show like so many people have done throughout our history to say, we don't think this is right, and we are protesting with a peaceful protest. Those people have been lumped in with those people that bolted through the doors, mm-hmm. the anarchists and people that went through, and People make judgments without all the information about people by association. Well, if you're a believer, that's wrong. Yeah, It's wrong to do that. You don't judge by the outside. You judge by the inside. Mm-hmm. What's on the heart is most important. And I, I just think you have to step back and say you, you can certainly 
make an assessment of actions of people that you saw in videos doing things saying, you know what, that wasn't right. That was chaotic. It was wrong. And as far as I know, most of the people who were Republican or independent and Democratic all across the board condemned what happened on Wednesday. Have you? I haven't heard anybody really contest that that was wrong. Have you? Mm-mm. And again, I go back to the hypocrisy. Where was that same unification for condemnation when cities were being burned, when businesses were being burned? My goodness, out in Seattle, they set up a, a an autonomous zone within a city, mm-hmm. burning things and and creating chaos there refusing to move nobody condemned that yeah. riots everywhere and riots they were riots they were called peaceful protests because there's a double standard and nobody likes a double standard yeah um it doesn't mean you can't have a point of view and your point of view may lean toward one way and you may see it and you may want to talk about one thing that's passionate to you but if something's wrong in mm-hmm. that regard, then it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And Pelosi didn't do it. Biden didn't do it for a long time. President Biden to be president elect. Um, that those those things really have affected people. And uh, if they really want unity, we need to pray for our leaders to step back and stop being so politically motivated and think about people mm-hmm. that they're supposed to lead. Mm-hmm. they're not servant leaders when they're only doing things to further their political agenda. And that's what we've been seeing. Yeah. So I, I, I thought, you know, in Ezra chapter nine, uh, Ezra led a group of people in the second wave going back to rebuild the temple. And it follows second Chronicles. And if you remember, they went to captivity in Babylon. Why? Cause they forget. They, they didn't forget. They did not honor God's Sabbath year. Every seventh year, They weren't supposed to grow anything on the land. They just completely blew it off. They did it anyway. And so after violating 70 Sabbaths, God said, okay, you're going to go into captivity uh, for 70 years. And they did. Well, then he spoke through King Cyrus and said, go rebuild the temple. And when he told Nehemiah to go do that, well, Ezra was a teacher and God used Ezra to lead a second wave of people back to uh, Jerusalem from Babylon. And when he went to lead them back, the people, even though God had already commissioned Nehemiah and other people to rebuild and, and God, it seemed like his favor was on the people. Guess what? They started intermarrying with people that were pagans, adopting their practices when God had told them not to. Mm-hmm. And Ezra was distraught. And in Ezra 9, he prays this prayer, and this should be our attitude as we look at our country, as we look at what's going on as believers. I want to read this prayer from Ezra. It says, Oh, my God, I am ashamed and I blush to lift my face to you, my God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our fathers to this day, We've been in great guilt, and our priests have been given into the hands of the kings of the land, to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, to utter shame as it is today. But now for a brief moment, 
Favor has been shown by the Lord our God to leave us a remnant and to give us a secure hold within his holy place that our God may brighten our eyes and grant us a little reviving in our slavery. For we are slaves, yet our God has not forsaken us in our slavery, but has extended to us his steadfast love before the kings of Persia to grant us some reviving to set up the house of God our God to repair its ruins, to give us protection in Judah, Judea and Jerusalem. You know, my prayer is that in the first as believers, we would take ownership for our sin, our personal sin, our sin of looking to our government, our sin of looking to some leader, political leader, our sin of thinking that uh, we are justified in our own selfish views, our sin. And it's not that you can't, we all have selfishness. That's not the issue. The issue is that we wake up every day and we don't consult God. Mm. We wake up, we don't honor God. We mm. wake up and we don't say, God, what do you want me to do today? What? How can I serve you today? We are his. Paul says we're bought with a price. And so we wake up. And we have all these freedoms that God has given us. We live in the most blessed country in the history of the world, the most free country overall than in any other country in history. Uh, we have the, uh, the form of government has afforded people the, the ability to make money better than any country in the history of the world. So that some guy can come over here from Vietnam with nothing, start a donut shop, and become a millionaire. And that's true. That's happened. Yeah. That has, you couldn't do that in any other culture. But you can do it in our culture. Why? Because of God's blessing. And we've squandered that freedom for personal gain and for personal, uh, our own personal agendas. And instead of seeing God giving us all these resources for his kingdom to be a light to the world. And I'm not saying we haven't done good things. I'm not saying we haven't helped poor countries and helped other people that are poor in this country. But for the most part, we have not been preaching the word of God for a long time, other than in pockets. Mm -hmm. You've got churches on every street corner, but very few people sharing the gospel. You've got churches on every street corner, but very few people being obedient to the Most High God. you got churches on in every city, but very few people that when you see them, you know just by looking at them and the way they act that there's something different about them because their loyalty is Jesus over their government or their checking account or their workplace, wherever. So when I read this prayer from Ezra, I see a man who's broken, and I think God is calling us to a place of brokenness as believers to say, you know what, we've been in great guilt, and we need to own that. And we need to say, God, we are sorry as a nation. Uh, Give us a little reviving like he gave them. He says, I'm giving you a little reviving. What? He says, to set up the house of our God and repair its ruins. Well, our lives are the house of God. Hmm. We're the temple now. Old Testament was come and see the temple. New Testament's go and be the temple. So how are we living out our mission 
of being God's temple in our world? And are we going to allow the events going on around us to drive us to take inventory of our own life and in doing so repent and turn to the one true God and say, God, I cannot do this apart from your strength. I cannot love this political enemy apart from your strength. I can't preach the gospel to this political enemy apart from your strength. I can't stomach what's happening and even speak about it without your strength. We need his strength and we need his presence. The only way that happens is spending time with him and his word and allowing his spirit to give you the strength you need. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we we really got to consecrate ourselves individually to God, especially with what's going on um, in, in the broader society. And then once we've done that and our family's done that, we need to look for those that are doing that as well, because unfortunately it's not going to be every Christian that's going to do that. There's a lot of Christians, a lot of churches that have bought into a false gospel. Um, I'm not saying that you got to, you know, they better believe just like you or you can't fellowship with them. I mean, me and Doug, we don't agree on everything. We don't agree on Romans 13, but, uh, but that that's different than accepting a false gospel. So no, we, we agree on Romans 13. We don't agree on the application. Yeah. yeah there you that's, go. That's yeah. where we struggle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and, and that's, that's, that's good. That's, but they that's, did that yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with having good debate yep. and good interaction because it makes us stronger. Yes. It makes us dig deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that's what I was going to say. It makes us stronger in our faith. And so we need to be looking for those people like that and uh, so that we can grow, you know, the local community. And once that local community grows, the county grows, you know, it grows into a state community that has a community of a heart towards God and hopefully uh, retake the country by starting with ourselves and then locally. And our family. Yeah, you ourselves have, and our family. And yeah. for us men, yeah, you're accountable to lead your family. Yep. Uh-huh. And so you better be spending time in the word and time with our father. So. Yeah, that's true. All right. So you you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening